Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Beauty Needs Me. I'm Talia Griffin and I'm here with my co-host, Dooney Odumasu. Hey Dooney. Hey, and if you are new to this space on this show, we take a different approach to beauty. You'll still get product recommendations and routines, but we like to discuss beauty from a global perspective, one that crosses color, culture, and country lines. We also look at beauty as a 360 experience that's rooted in mind, body, and soul. But don't get it twisted. We're still fun as hell. <laughs> you'll learn a lot and you'll laugh a lot too. We've decided to kick off the year by doing some podcast swaps with a few of our favorite Black and POC podcasts. Each show we've chosen offers a unique perspective on beauty as it relates to culture and societal beauty standards. The first person we spoke with was Obi Chiapa of the On The Matter podcast. Obi is of Igbo, Nigerian descent, born in the States and raised in Nigeria. Obi is a part of the Beauty Needs Me tribe and we love everything she's doing to tell the inspiring stories of everyday people over on On The Matter. In the episode, she talks about growing up in a family of five girls and one boy, familial pressures to present a certain way and not feeling included in the beauty community. I tell beauty needs me, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> we are so glad to be back hanging out with y'all and can't wait to chat about the episode over on Instagram. So make sure you follow us there. All right, let's get into this episode. Hey, beauty needs me, fam. Welcome back to our very first mini-sode. We have Obi, the host of On The Matter, and Obi, feel free to introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Obi Chiapa, and I'm the host of On The Matter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> What's On The Matter? Um, on The Matter is a community, we're a family, where we really are looking to motivate, encourage, and support anyone who's actively working on their goals towards their greatness. Whatever that looks like for you, we're all here for it. Um, and um, part of the podcast, I feature people's stories at, in the hopes of inspiring people to take up a matter and pursue it. So yeah, that's me in a nutshell. So love something I it. really, really love about your podcast is that you mentioned your mission and you said to humanize success. Yes. Can you yes. tell us a little bit more about that? Because when I heard that, I was like, okay, I like humans. I like success. Let's, what is that? So when I have tried, so I've tried a bunch of things in my life, like the perfect example is photography, right? Um, when I've tried things or when I've started things, um, Usually I will go online to look at people to try to see who's doing that to see if I can mirror what they're doing and I will get intimidated by how fabulous their photos look how amazing like you know whatever like clearing off debt people talk about how they were able to clear such a huge amount in such a little time and without really sharing much of the process right so what I really wanted to do is to focus on the process to show what the day one looked like for every single person that I brought on so that it actually makes it more attainable, makes it more achievable, and it encourages people to pick up a matter and, and do it. I like, love I that. that. I know. I'm like, I love that. I love that. that. And, and that, was, that was essentially the premise of the first season of your pod was you talked about, you really took us on a journey with how you became debt-free, how you cleared all your student loans, which I don't know if you want to give what that number was. So I didn't, I haven't, I'm still working on clearing the student loans, but I cleared all my that's credit right. cards. Yes, and your credit till cards. this that's day, right. that's right. till that's this right. day, I have no credit card debt. And I think, well God. done. Well but done. the that's amount, right. 
was $18,188.60. And how long did it take you? It took me four months. Oh, that's not bad. Wow. But let's, let's also say that the, <laughs> the reason that we wanted to speak to you specifically, Obi is a part of our beauty community. Yes. Like, Obi <laughs> has been a champion of beauty needs me. Number one supporter. Let me tell you Boom. something. Number, number one, one supporter. supporter. Like, we owe you free merch at this point. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> I was saying earlier, I was like, you would think you birthed one of us. Like, you are right there like this is great and you always show up and so we we truly truly appreciate it but we know that your journey or i guess we don't know but we do want to talk a little bit about your journey with beauty because i got all the questions sure (laughs) sure and i love what you guys do because i feel like you guys simplify and break down the world of beauty like Mm. beauty to me and my mind was always associated with like, you know, makeup and glamour and like, you know, being put together, whatever put together looks like or sounds like to whomever. But you guys, what you guys have been able to do with your space is really like show the different facets of beauty. And like, you know, it's more, it's mind, body, soul. It's, it's meditation. It's taking care of your bodies, what goes into your body. It's, it's, you know, it's beauty and television. Like it's, you know, these racial, like beauty really the, the world of beauty is so vast. So I love what you guys do. I'm here for it. And I will continue to cheer you on. Thank you. I'm officially taking that, that we break down beauty to include that it is mind, body, and soul. So thank you. Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly me, how I describe it. But let me also say, when I look at you, and I was telling Dooney this previously, um, when I look at you, when I'm looking at you right now with my own two eyes, like right now, but mm-hmm. then also when I look at your page, you appear to me well put together. Yes. You appear much more put together than me. Uh, like, thank so the, you so much. <laughs> thank you for so, saying that. So Lord, the no. fact that you didn't consider yourself like naturally a part of the beauty community is so wild to me because I'm like, well, if anyone should feel accepted, it's you. Cause you look mm-hmm. good. Y'all will Girl, see. Thank you. Zoom clips. I logged on to the Zoom. Obi logged on. I was like, ah, come on, right. bold lip. <laughs> but yeah, so, but back to Talia's question, like what were your ideas about beauty growing up and, and how has that evolved? So beauty for me growing up. So I was born here. My siblings and I were born here, but we grew up in Nigeria. Like my family moved back. We moved back as a family when I was five years old. So um, like we grow up. And at up, what age had, did you come back to America? I came back at 17. So I finished, like I did everything from elementary school to like high school. So I came back out for college. So that was my family tradition, like everything up until college. And then we all came back for college at our respective times. But, um, growing up in Nigeria, like we had long, beautiful black hair, my mom is this beautiful dark-skinned woman. There was just this pedestal that my siblings or my sisters were put on. Um, and I will explain why um, later, why I specifically said my siblings and didn't say all of us. But mm. there was this pedestal of like, um, you know, this American family. We were always called or always considered the American family. So even the fact that all of us had like local full-blown Nigerian Igbo names, like my, na- my full name is Obiagiliaku. Like a lot of people, I grew up with Cynthia's and Catherine's like in my class, but we had, all of us have 
full-blown Igbo names, we weren't really considered Nigerian, like fully Nigerian. We were the Americans in Nigeria. So you grew up with Cynthia's in Nigeria. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, they got uh, English names. But they wait a minute. all have English names. You were considered okay. that even though you were only five. Yes. Like they would be like, oh, like, and it was the teachers. It was everyone like, oh, like, you know, don't look at the Chiapas. Like they would, they, they're going to America, like they're set for life. And it's, what's I a Chiapa? My like, last name is Chi, oh, it's Chiapas. Okay. Like, don't look at them. Like, don't look at them. What's a Chiapas? No, but seriously, like, I mean, that's how they would talk. They generalize yeah. it. Like, you know, they would look at it holistically from your family's standpoint. So um, there was always this pedestal that my sisters were put on. How many sisters? I have four sisters and a brother. <clears throat> Let me tell you, Ebos, one of the things I love about Ebos, and I'm Yoruba, is Ebos don't play with the amount of children that they have. I, now, I know things have changed, but I mm, promise you, like, is. all the Ebo families that I grew up with, the least amount of kids they had are four. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, four, five, yeah. six is standard. And I, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yep. These people, God bless your parents. <laughs> and I didn't even realize it was a big family because all of, like, I was surrounded by people who ate kids, five siblings, like, five siblings, like, that was, like, the standard. So I really never considered us a big family. It was just my family. Like, yeah. I have four sisters and a brother. And um, so, as, so because we were on that pedestal, like, I guess the criticism, well, I didn't notice any criticisms or take anything to heart until one of my neighbors, our childhood friends said, like, oh, it's such a, it's so funny how Mrs. Chiapa, my mom, has four girls and two boys. And I'm like, who was the other boy? And they were like, oh, be you, because you look exactly like your brother. And for whatever reason, that sentence, like, and I must have been like maybe seven, eight, but that sentence changed my whole life in the sense that I I, as soon as as soon as it was said, I looked at my brother and I'm like, I do look exactly like my brother. So I stopped seeing myself as one of the Chiapa girls, wow. and I really started seeing myself as looking exactly like my brother. Well, how did and you my, all differ, you and your sisters, like in, in your features or your complexion? So I, so I, we have we have the light skins and we have the dark skins, and I'm not trying to be any kind of way but honest. But like my older sister is lighter, my third sister is lighter, my baby sister is lighter. My second sister is darker. She she and I could pass for twins. In fact, we get mistaken as what like mistaken identities all the time. And my brother too is dark skin. So I wasn't. I didn't even think. I, I, and funny the way the my mind, the child mind worked, like I didn't even think to remember that I looked like my second sister, like almost what? exactly like my second sister. My mind just connected to the fact that I look like my brother. Wow. Like, and because of that, I was just like, wow. And I couldn't, I couldn't conceptualize that. I didn't know what that was or like it didn't, I just didn't, I just knew that people saw me like a boy. Hmm. not like a girl so because of that I started to not feel pretty but all of that changed when I watched the movie The Fire Dancer and I saw Genevieve Naji for the first time on TV beautiful and when I tell you like it changed my life because this is a petite dark skin goddess like and 
I would like my aunt, like my aunt randomly brought the movie back home and it's like, oh, there's this new girl. She's really cute. She reminds me of Obi and I, I'm just like, whatever. And then I look at it and I'm like, she, I look like her to you. Like this is, and I, I was just in awe and I was obsessed. Like there was like a video club kind of like, and a video club literally is like a little umbrella with it. Like a guy had like movies like dvds on the floor mm -hmm. with an umbrella and like a, a chair and it's like that was a video club and i would like he knew to save whatever genevieve naji movie for me and i would just watch it and watch it and watch it and i'm like if this is what if someone can see me and think i look like that i'm beautiful and i you couldn't tell me nothing from there like yeah. i just I and how old just, were you at that time maybe give or take 12, 11, give or take. Okay. Wow. But yeah. So, so when you were growing up, what would you say, what would you say the standard of beauty was? Huh, tall, in light, tall, light skin, like, like tall, like yellow. You know, Nigeria yeah. would be like, yellow. Yellow bib. Yellow bib. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yes. So it was like tall and like, and our family were very petite, like we're very petite. So Funny enough, like I remember wanting, like my complexion was never a thing. Like I, I, I didn't consider my complexion as a, like a hindrance. It was more so my height. Like I always wanted to be tall. And when wow. I stopped growing, I was just like, oh, same, same. This is yeah. this is what God has in store for me. So this is this is where we're stopping. You, you mentioned something really important because the images that we see help us through that Absolutely. time period yep. and because you grew up in nigeria i think yep. that made all the difference like something that i always question when even when me and Dooney have conversations and she mentions how she didn't grow up seeing herself on tv and i'm like well it's when i think about it i'm like it's primarily because she grew up in america you know yeah. and yeah. and with that with that context, it takes your parents explaining to you that if you want people who look like you, there's a whole country of them. This yeah. country, even though you're from here, the people on TV primarily are white. And if they're yeah. not white, they're African-American. And even though that's black, it's a different kind of black. And that's yeah. something that even if your parents were explaining it to you as a kid, it's still like, there's a disconnect <laughs> but talia you need to remember like now we are all more informed so we can have these conversations with like we oh, can yeah. have we're back having then, these conversations now yeah back then like i wouldn't like again like my neighbor my our family friends said what they said to me and it was something that was in the back of my brain but i didn't even think of it as a big enough deal to tell my mom about it because Knowing my mom, like if I said it to my mom, she would be like, no, like, yeah, you look you're, like she would have stopped that immediately. But I didn't I didn't even think of it as a big enough deal to speak to my mom about it. Also, I'm, I'm interested in understanding because my mom is um, one of four girls. Well, she's one of seven, but she is the youngest girl out of her mm. siblings. Yeah. So I feel that I've often heard about the dynamics with sisters and I'll just say in Nigerian families, because, you know, one of her sisters was always thought to be the pretty one. Yep. Because yep. she was very light skinned. Yep. And then one of them who I always thought was very beautiful was 
dark skin had these beautiful features, but she wasn't praised as being beautiful. So, you know, because Talia raised a really great point, right, about like the images that we see here in America, but I think it's often understated the experience that people have on the continent. And since you're Nigerian, I'll say just especially with Nigerians, and we have Beverly Naya on the show. So, you know, on this before, but there Mm -hmm. is very much like the criticism for women growing up in Nigeria. I would say from what I've heard, maybe far more damaging than what black girls go through here in the States. Wow. So, so okay. I'm wondering then so, what, oh, please comment on that. Yeah. So the, the truth is like, I'm very, I'm very, very fortunate. And I, I don't take that for granted at all that I left like right after high school to start to come here because I have friends, like I have my dark, like my, my dark skin friends, like my friends from high school, my friends from growing up are still like some of the closest friends I have till date. And, you know, a lot of the stroke, like a lot of them don't look the same. They were my skin tone when we were growing up. And a lot of them are brighter, you know, more toned and more, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and one of the compliments from the guys, like, you know, the guys that we all grew up with, we'd be like, Obi, you maintained your color. You maintained Ooh, your dark skin. It. And it's like, it. but you married a light skin girl. Like all of you, like all of, all of the guys, like, I, and I had to, like, I had to explain, and I'm like, the men in my family, like, when I think about the men, the cousins, like, you know, my friends, like, everybody picked that, m- most people picked that light, light-skinned girl. So the pressure it brings on the girl who is there, who didn't find the right chemical com- combination to brighten her skin, right, or didn't travel as Nigerians would say, to the abroad, right? To either London or America or wherever it is, like, you know, like there's that pressure and it's, it's undeniable. I'm not, not, not with like, it's not everyone's story, but it's def it's, it's, it's the norm. It's common, you know, yeah. like, you know, now, and, and it's, there's so much, there's so much and we can dive into that, but the, like, if we had the time, but there's so much that goes into it because, um, even up until like recent conversations, even with skin, the documentary skin, like a lot of people don't, a lot of people will, are very quick to associate like colorism or like, you know, dark skin girls talking about colorism as low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just a self-esteem issue because if she had it self-esteem, you know, I'm sure she'll be married. And it's like, how do you, you're not building anyone's self-esteem when you're going to look for that. Like, what are you doing? to cultivate the mm. self-esteem of a dark-skinned girl. Like, what are you doing to make sure someone is comfortable? I had someone I was dating tell me, thank God I'm light-skinned because I want light-skinned daughters. And I'm like... Wow. Like, wow. I didn't even think of... I didn't even... I'm like, do you know how many birth defects, defects that can exist? You know, like... But the person, and this was, he was just being honest. Like, you know, his sisters are light-skinned. He was like, I know the, he said, I know how hard it is for a dark-skinned girl. And if I can, if I can prevent my daughters from going through that, like, why wouldn't I? And so he, and that's his truth. Like, again, it's not, I'm not, you know, amazing person, but that's his truth. And, but when you hear that as a, that's, 
That's a legit concern. How am I supposed to take that? And then how do you, how do you hear that? And then when you argue or when you like, when you rebut that, it turns into you have a complex, your defense, you have a complex, you, you, you. I also wonder because I, I hear the opposite from Mm -hmm. black women from black women in America, because I don't yeah. know many black women elsewhere, but <laughs> I, I hear the opposite in that all of my friends hope to marry dark skinned men because we all want brown skin or dark skinned kids. So it's like, I would hope that, you know, my, I, I'm like your family. I have tons of light skinned people, tons of brown skinned people, tons yeah, of dark skinned yeah, people. Yeah, and I would yeah. hope that, you know, I look just, I am the darker version of my mother and the lighter version of one of my aunts. Yeah. Um, but my mom's dark skinned sister to me is the prettiest sister. And I feel like when I'm tanned, I look more like her. And I also just naturally yeah. feel like I look better yeah. tanned. Yeah. So it's like, if I have a dark skinned daughter, she would look like the dark skinned version of me, which in my opinion, is the prettier version like i'm pretty now but when i'm 10 i'm super fucking pretty and i would hope that a light-skinned person wouldn't hear that and think that yeah. i have some like something yeah. against light-skinned people that's a great point and talia and Obi, i know you're gonna jump in here but one thing i will say dark-skinned men and dark-skinned women are valued very differently in Boom. our society Boom. very differently Boom. because yep everybody wants a dark-skinned man when you typically hear people people here (laughs) when you typically hear (laughs) girl uh, had to snatch you know (laughs) trying to keep trying to hold on listen when you typically hear women describe what they want it's tall dark and handsome it's tall dark and handsome you Mm -hmm. know six figures to boot so it's like that we're valued very differently yeah but obi when you so how did that that perception changed when you moved back to the States because you came back at 17. And since you're our age group, that was like the height of video goal. So video it's girl a tender time, tender time. Yeah, which Talia and I have been very open about because Talia is petite. Yeah. So she's mm-hmm. like, she didn't see herself represented. Right. And I'm a dark skin woman and nobody was checking for dark skin girls mm-hmm. at that time. So, you know, what, what, what was your journey like at that point? So my, so in my family, I don't know how, if this is a general thing, but in my family, there's something called the American 25. So it's like, it's like the freshman 15. No, like it's like the freshman 15, but in my family. So when you come back from, from Nigeria here, you gain weight. And I'm used to being a very small petite girl. Like very, like I never had, I didn't work out. I didn't play any sport growing up, nothing, but I moved here and I blew up. Like I was fat like fat wow. like and it was it was I didn't even realize it yeah McDonald's uh, huh like, like yo and that chicken you Can know back home you get a piece of meat and then you come here and you go to all these parties and it's like trays and like take what you want <laughs> I took what I wanted do not go to that buffet showed. OB and it showed it showed <laughs> and so I I went through I I gained weight and I didn't even realize it until my siblings who were in Nigeria came to visit. And my brother, he was like, yo, how the hell did you get this big? <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? <laughs> so I had to, so, so 
so that was like and then when i saw it like again right before a wedding i was looking for one of my uncles was getting married and we were all bridesmaids and i picked out a small and my older sister was like what you gonna get that large what are you looking for <laughs> oh my god but this is my thing i would think that in in africa the women tend to be a little thicker so they would be praising you and more supportive of your weight gain than so mar is, the married so, women so so listen until you until you and even now like now it's changed but like until you're married because they say you can let go when you're married exactly. but until you're married like keep it together do not, let, do not do not let you don't have the luxury mm -hmm. stay tight exactly stay tight. Wow. So I had to, so that transition for me, like it was more so like me gaining the weight. And then thankfully, like I moved into school with the goal, like I moved into, um, I lived in the dorms and my goal was like, I'm going to lose this weight. So I started to run. I started to train with one of my friends and I lost the weight. And I liked, I like, I like being petite. I must, I'm a small girl. I like it. I like when I see my male friends like on campus, like, ah! like pick me up and like stuff like like yeah i'm pickable i'm portable again <laughs> so i like that um so it was just so as far as like how i was received and stuff like that or how that like it was more so my internal struggle like me like hearing like seeing myself through my family's um lens and knowing that like i don't want to hear this again i don't want to feel like this i don't want to feel heavy so I really wasn't like I didn't pay attention to the girls in the music videos. They were cute. I, mm. you know, but I never really you had a different goal. I had a different goal. Like my goal is to like I need to like who, like I need to like me. Like until this day, it's like I need to like me. I need to feel comfortable in my own skin. So I really didn't pay much wow. attention to that. Because at seventeen, we could have traded. I would have done anything <laughs> but just a little bit more booty. And now. That thing is thinking, so it's all good. <laughs> but back then, I was like putting on two pairs of pants. I was just like, just a little bit more booty. Listen, Tilly, I was in the same boat. I and I feel like there's this stereotype. You be quiet. About, you had I'm big breast. Was it? No, I don't want to hear your okay. booty story. So the the boobs <laughs> came later on, but I had no butt, and I like people used to be like, "You the only African without a butt," and I didn't even no, know. No, there's more of us. I was. I didn't have I a didn't butt. Even, I didn't even know that was like a thing, like a stereotype. Like, oh, you're yeah. African. You're supposed to have a butt. At seven, it was black girls. It was black girls in general. That's because true. Looking at like, me. Like, like how you butt, black with no booty? And like, I this like, butt just got here last year, okay? And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, thank you. It just got here. <laughs> mine started. Mine started around like sophomore year of college, mm. and then it, it's just kind of it's expanded slowly because, granted, I'm still like super small, like I'm still petite. Yeah. But but now I'm also kind of in denial. Like I describe myself like if somebody was like, oh, what you look like? Well, like I'm five three, I'm really skinny. He'd be like, "You ain't that skinny." I'd be like, "Okay, <laughs> relax." <laughs> I am a teeny tiny woman, and they're like, "No, that booty." I was like, it, "It's not, it's not that big." <laughs> it's okay. Thank you, thank you. But thank you, thank you. Oh, but I wanted to to take it back to Nigeria really quick because <laughs> I know that your Igbo, um, Duni is your butt. Is there <laughs> beauty differences, conflicts? Because let me say this, um, as an actress, um, mm -hmm. when I was learning an accent, um, I had to learn a, 
I had to decide on an African accent. Um, I decided West African. Um, a lot of theater um, is mm. created by Nigerians, even if it's not in Ni Nigeria, but the West yeah. African accent tends to be um, the more dominant one. So we yeah. landed on Igbo because okay. the, <clears throat> the understanding was Genevieve is Igbo, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and so she was kind of my coach, my, my virtual coach. I watched her movies. I kind of worked with her and my actual dialect coach. But yeah. it was also brought to my attention that I tend to, I would look more like an Igbo woman versus a Yoruba woman. Um, and I was just like, I don't, I don't really know what that means. I but, can see that. You know, I see that too. Yeah. It's hard and, you to know, explain. And you, so let me, so let me tell you, because even like, I rem, like, I remember Because in college, you Igbo and we not twins. I, so <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that means. So the Igbo, so the typical, so the typical Igbo girl is lighter skin. Like I, like there's so many guys, like I remember a guy being crushed when he found out I was Igbo. This is a Yoruba guy who like, we were both in Stony Brook. Um, he sees me, he's like, oh my God, you're my wife, you're Nigerian. No, we were in ASU African Students um, Union. And he was like, oh my God, you have to be Nigerian. I'm like, I'm Nigerian. He was like, what's your name? I said, Obi. He said, Obi. And he's trying to like figure, figure out the Yoruba version. And I'm like, no, I'm Igbo. And he was like, no. He said, but you're dark skin. That was the first time I've ever heard that. He was like, Igbo girls are light skin. And I'm like, no, they're not. Well, because again, <laughs> but then, but then I go and then I go back to my Genevieve Naji. I go back to Uche Jumbo, and I'm like the Omotala Jalade Kende, who is who was well, who is um, a Nigerian actress who would play alongside, like she would play these lead roles. She's Yoruba and she's light skinned. So I went back to my Nollywood, like you know, dictionary, and I'm like, no, like that's not the, that's not the case. And it almost turned into a full-blown, like, that was, the, that was the conversation, the ASU conversation that night. Like, no, Yoruba girls are dark-skinned, Igbo girls are light-skinned. And I'm like, that is, huh. That's definitely the general accepted stereotype. It is. So it is. Is, it that, is it that Igbo women are getting married more? Are, are they? No, it has nothing to do. I don't know that it has anything to do. I just feel like, I just feel like, I, I, a lot of these things, in my opinion, are baseless, or maybe they aren't baseless. I just don't have an explanation for it. But I don't know how, like, I don't know where it became, I don't know where it came from that a dark skin, like, dark skin is associated with Yoruba as, a, and then light skin. Most evil girls are light skin. Like, I, clearly you, that's not my story. You know what? And I wonder if you ever found yourself, I guess, not not putting Yoruba women down, but I feel like people always think I'm something other than African American, and then I got to go super fucking hard to be like black mixed with black South slash Chicago because they're always trying to mix me in some shit. And it's not that I end up dissing mixed people, but I end up being super aggressively yeah, African American. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's like so in Nigeria, do these things create conflict between Igbo? And Yoruba. Before you answer, Obi. Okay. Okay. There's like, <laughs> I feel like there's this, unfortunately, tension. 
and I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not even going to say here, but I feel like there's a longstanding tribal tension, which is so unfortunate. And so I'm just gonna say unfortunate because it can be very sensitive. It is. So I personally think that a lot of the stereotypes come from that tension because I feel like whatever Yoruba say about Igbos, Igbos say about Yorubas. I will hear Yoruba women say, oh, Igbos, they bleach too much. But I have Igbo friends that will be like, oh, well, we know Yorubas bleach a lot. Like, so it's like, (laughs) it's always this constant, you know what I mean? So that's why I feel like, let me just preface that with that there's just, you know, a longstanding tension, which is very, it's actually really heartbreaking in, in my opinion. But I think that a lot of things stem from that which unfortunately may be the reason why the Yoruba guy was heartbroken because he may have already known, damn, it might be drama if he wants to marry somebody who's Mm. Igbo. Similar to how I know some Igbo men or women, mainly men will be like, oh, if they want to marry a Yoruba girl, it's going to be an issue. So yeah, they a lot could of be things. looking at it like, well, how are you marrying an Igbo woman? She's not even light-skinned, so what are you doing? You might as well marry a, a Yoruba woman. And it's like, well, I like her, and I, I, I think it's love, so. <laughs> I was, so, so, yeah, love. so. Love, 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 was love (laughs) sorry go ahead (laughs) no no but you're right so so a lot of that tension like you know stems back to like civil war and like you know our parents like because the civil war happened when our parents were like young yeah either babies or like early teens or like you know pre-teens early teens that so they have very vivid images or like you know, their understanding. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of, there's just a lot of, it's, it's, it's very sensitive. It is sensitive. And a lot of that was passed down. So, mm-hmm. but in our experiences, like, thankfully, and I like, thank, thankful, thank, I'm thankful for the internet. I'm thankful for like social media and stuff like that. You're able to connect with people and connect with them on a personal level as a human being, mm-hmm. as a Nigerian, as my sister. And not see all of the tensions or you're able to debunk a lot of the preconceived notions that were yeah. really that again most of it is baseless it's, like it's, and passed down yeah and it's passed down and you like in your experience what it, what has this person or this kind of person done to you and sometimes people don't have anything to say sometimes people make things up sometimes like you know preconceived notions go a long way so yeah but i i feel like with time and i like and I think with time and with exposure and with the internet, like a lot of that, it may be wishful thinking on my part, but I feel like a lot of that is dying down. Yeah, for sure. So Obi, I don't think that um, before we, we started recording, we were talking about how you look bomb, okay, yes. right now. You guys, thank you of, so much. <laughs> for our listeners, I think Tilly already said how Obi is literally like our number one supporter. And Obi always says, if you guys have, you guys need a segment, like, girl, you need beauty. Yes. <laughs> and despite yes. how bomb you look. So as an adult now, what's your relationship with beauty? One, what's your relationship with beauty? Two, what's your relationship with beauty as a content creator and somebody who's now in front of a camera? 
And I'm listening hard because don't you lie because I'd be looking at you and and the face is always together. So. So my relationship with beauty as an adult just stems from the fact that I am one of five girls and I have a mom who's a girly girl. So my mom, my mom actually is a fashion designer. She went to FIT, graduated from FIT in the 80s. Went back, started her fashion, her little shop, her shop, which she still has. And so, but my mom is always very put together. So hair, nails, outfit, always, always on point. So you could not leave that. Like when we were growing up in Niger, you, her role was no makeup before college. Like you, like no makeup, like, and she's, she's just, that was her role. Like, but you would be put together, like. We wore school uniforms going up, growing up, iron, clean, starched, like neat hair. Like that's how we grew up. So that's like I grew but I didn't think of that as beauty because mm. beauty in my mind was, you know, the face beat and the glamour and the, the full, like my life is a runway and like, this is how I look. So I didn't equate my little, like I shower I have my, like, I shower, my routine, I go to work, I make sure my nails are on point because I talk a lot with my hands and, like, you know, like, I didn't equate any of that as beauty, like, wow. and, and that's why I said, like, with your, what I've, what I've come to really, one of the things I really appreciate about the Beauty Needs Me podcast is the fact that you guys have exposed me to the different facets of beauty, like, like, I work out like I'm very big on like work. I'm not big on it. I just I like I like the fact that <laughs> Thank I you look for a certain way. Like no, I'm not big on working out because Zuni was like I hiked. She was like we need to. Hike. I'm like oh my god, this is a beautiful scenery. She was like I hiked ten miles. I was like oh, you can keep that. You have that. Look, in LA I could do Runyon, but then I'm done. <laughs> no, I do the minimum. I do. I have my, I, I had my 30 minutes. So, but you guys have exposed me to like, you know, the mental, the physical, like mind, body, like I said earlier, mind, body, and soul. So um, like for me, like I didn't associate myself with beauty because again, like, you know, and then even with Nigeria, like everything is usually exaggerated. Like the we, the wigs, the weaves are like, have to touch your butt. And like, you know, you look like every time, like in the, in the movies, like these people would look the way we look when we're going to parties. That's how they dressed up to go to school, like in these movies. And when you walk around campus, you see girls like, they look like they're someone, I've, I've, I've seen someone in an evening gown before going to class. And I'm like, why? But that, so I just, I did the bare, I continue to do the bare minimum. So I, I would never... I just never associated anything I do with beauty or whatever it is. In terms of being a content creator, and it's so crazy because I still don't consider myself as a content creator. I have a podcast, <laughs> but um, now in front of the camera, like I, again, I can attribute that to like everything I try to do. It goes back to my sisters and my mom, like who watch everything I do and they're like, the first time I put up something on my stories, a video on my stories, telling people, first time I put up um, something on my stories, telling people to support one of my friends, um, I didn't have makeup on. I was on my work computer and I just did a quick video. And, you know, 
my the women in my family and like when I say my sisters I mean my sisters my female cousins like you know my mom the women in my family are like next time put <laughs> lipstick next time oh, use no. use filter <laughs> next time <laughs> so it's always so when you have that constant those people who who put you in check you but can't you, afford to look you know, any which way that's but such, you can, such an interesting point though because and i don't know if that's an african thing because i i'm self-conscious if i don't have earrings in and i i think it's I was because just about to say that growing up i always always i mean my ears were pierced at three months it was yeah. took it, like my mother took it very seriously it was always make sure you have earrings in and yeah. And, and one of my cousins, my cousin Ade, who's the founder of Nubian Skin, she was on the um, pod once. And I think she might have yeah. said this on the pod that, like, when she's in Nigeria, her mom is like, make sure you put earrings in. Like, don't come out the house without, yeah. <laughs> yeah. without yeah. having earrings. So there is an element of, I think, a cult, which is just cultural, of, like, being somewhat put together. And, yeah. Obi, you said this before, Talia joined, like, packaging you know like Nigeria, yeah yeah thing called packaging like listen shot just package small small like just just, just get know, it to even if, put together oh, just even oh you're broke don't come on not package package not package. like it's just like this concept of just at least look the part yep so this put is my thing front. do you mm-hmm. feel like you're at a point where you've internalized it and it's who you are, um, or that you can pivot. So my mother, it's not even her, it's, it's the entire family. It's my mother, my aunts, my grandmother. Um, they, they, they still struggle with, with natural hair. So mm-hmm. I just got my hair mm-hmm. cut, and so it was um, still pressed, and everyone loved it. Oh, I like it straight like that. Are you gonna keep it straight like that? No because I'm not going to continuously apply heat to my hair. And my, my 94-year-old great-grandmother is, is like, well, when it's not straight, what's it going to look like? It's just going to be like curly. Oh, like a, like a Jufro. Well, I, I hope not. Like, like I'm, I don't know, you know, like, I was like, I, I don't think so, but I'll come back, you know, once I wash it and you can see. But they are extremely critical when it comes to, like textured hair and we all have like it's not like I come from a family full of straight haired people but that transition was something that they're still kind of struggling with but I'm not my mother is a very conservative thinker when it comes to appearance she doesn't let me wear shorts to her to her job she works at a college mm-hmm. like we're not even like talking even now shorts. as an adult like she doesn't <laughs> let me wear shorts like she she doesn't let me wear, I had to move back home in September. She doesn't even let me wear pajama shorts unless they touch my knees in the house, right? So my, my mother is very critical of appearances, but I don't give a fuck. Like, like I will live, like, I'm like, fine. I'm not buying no long ass shorts. I'm gonna be butt ass naked with a robe on. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. just like, like I've completely gone against it. I'm like, I'm wearing my hair natural. I don't wear bras. We beef all the time, but I'm yeah. like, you, you won't put your beauty standards on to me. Like yeah. we've, we've been there, done that. Now I yeah. do my own things. I let my A cups hang out. I don't want to hear shit else about it. 
<laughs> so I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think um, maybe I have internalized certain things. So like, hey, like makeup is optional. Like if you decide to, I mean, if you decide to wear makeup, whatever, but like, you know, like your hair, your out, like look, like look presentable. Like that's like, they would say look presentable. And presentable means different things to, I have five sisters and we have very different styles and we have, we're very different. Everyone is put together in their own way, but you know, very, very different. And you know, the, the criticism, like, you know, the comments are not gonna stop. And sometimes it's like, it's just easier, like it's just easier to do whatever as opposed to deal with it. And I'm like, yeah. I'm sensitive. I'm like, I'm not gonna hurt my feelings. I thought this was cute. <laughs> I thought this was cute. Like, what were you thinking? Are you the youngest sister? Remind me. No, oh I God, have okay. I have a brother and my baby sister who's after me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was gonna say I know the position in African families is a big thing too. Because if you're younger, it's just okay. Yes. Like so, that's that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> like absolutely. My, 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 right. My mom went to one of the trips. She went to Nigeria and I'm talking, she was already a grandmother. Okay. And I think she showed up to a party, like two of her sisters were there and they were like, ah, like one, where's your head tie? Where's your gaily? Two, what's this? Like my aunt literally sent my mother to the bathroom to like, <laughs> and was and like, oh, did not. Go, out, go out, wear your, uh-uh. go out, retire your gaily now. What's, what's this? Uh-uh. What's and, my mother is the youngest sister. So mm-hmm. especially in Yoruba culture, like you don't tell anybody older than you, no. So my mother was like, let me just go out and fix this thing that like, and I've, I've like witnessed the conversations and yeah. it's not even like a thing. It's not like a, oh my God, that's so bad. But it's just like, that's just what it is, you know? Yeah. So interestingly enough, right? My family is, my family dynamic is interesting in the sense that my mom had, my parents had the first three, my oldest siblings, and there's a five-year gap between my third sister and myself, right? Mm -hmm. So this was when my mom went to school and like, you know, they took the time to like establish themselves a little bit more before they kept going. So I'm like the old, even though I'm the fourth, my third sister is kind of considered the baby of the first group and then I'm the oldest of the of second, the second group. Got it. so I operate a lot like I like I I operate on that frequency of like my oldest sibling mm. and because of that like my young my third sister and my youngest acts they, like yeah. they act like the babies, the babies. and sometimes like wow. it used to it used to be so annoying because I'm like but you're old, I need you to step up on me. And it's like, but you do it anyway. So be like, why would, why should I? Because you're the oldest proxy. <laughs> and it used to drive me nuts. But yeah, yes, girl. Um, positions matter a lot. So now, do you, like, do you feel more um, accepted in the in the beauty community now that you have the show you're consistently showing up on social media looking like a bad bitch like is it like are you feeling more a part of the community now i am because again of you guys and the people you guys bring on so example right i didn't i i'm one to go on referrals like 
I, I've always wanted to do better with like, you know, my skincare, with just my, my beauty. Like I wanted to have regimens. I wanted to, I wanted all of these things, but I just never sat down to figure out what would work for me, figure out, like do the trial and error. If anyone recommended something, I'd just go with it without understanding why or what it would do for my skin. However, just, you know, given the people you've brought on, example, um, like, so I use Urban Skin RX, like, that's my line right now, and that's been working before that. I use Clinique, like, so I follow these brands, and I, I pay attention to what has worked. I pay more attention to that now, and mm. um, in following them and leave, leaving the comments, and, like, now with Clubhouse, um, you know, being in these, in different rooms, people will see my hair or see something like, what, your hair is nice. I'm like, royal hairs, they're in Nigeria, they're on Instagram. Like I would, people would see me and ask questions about different things. Like, mm. oh, your sweater is nice. Where's this from? Zara, that's from H&M, that's from this. So it's, it's happening now, but I still, again, like in my mind, I wouldn't think I have anything to do with beauty. Like I, Wow. have to look like I took a shower before I come online because I record the episodes I have and heaven forbid I send the link to my mom and she's like why do you look like that so I'm like no I'm serious and it's not just again when I say my mom you it's know my aunt, all the girls my family. family like all the girls like my aunt watches like she they watch I have a YouTube channel and they watch the conversations now which is something I'm very blessed for and I'm I'm grateful for, but again, that opens me up to Criticism. like before they hear anything, they will see me and it's like, okay, you look presentable today. <laughs> I was like, okay. Like before, like I started putting them up on my stories, but before I put on the camera or have any conversation, I would send a video to like our family group chats just so change lipstick, change earrings, change top. You can do better. Go wear jewelry. Go do that. I'm like, oh, okay. Is this okay? Perfect, 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 perfect. Like, okay. Then I'll record. But yeah. Must oh, you do man. plain colors? Must you do this? Why are you like, like, add some color? Do this, do that. I'm like, okay. Well, let me just say that part of the mission of Beauty Needs Me is literally for people like you. Yes. Because because you are just like us. Like we exactly. did not feel a part of the beauty community. Like we felt like know. outside. What what? No, we didn't. I don't Seriously. know. We did. I don't well, know. We because did. we I'm we talking to, I'm talking to a model slash actress slash and I like, come on a podcast yeah. in a robe, girl, yeah. and some glasses because I'm too lazy to wash my face. And then Miss Dooney talking about I'm in biotech and then it's like, but I were, I'm like, I didn't even know that you, usually anyone in biotech is like towards like clinical lab studies for like medicine, like drugs and stuff like, and, and kind she, of like, bizarre. I, and I'm, and I'm like, that's, but that's, make this a beauty thing. Like this that's is also thing? why I didn't see myself. Cause I'm like, I don't, I still don't feel like I'm the typical person because when you talk about my career and what I do from nine to five, nobody's ever going to think or associate that with beauty. It's like, which one, which one is it? Same. You know? Same. And it's like, yeah, I, I model, but I just bought foundation for the first time during the pandemic. Like I just got my eyebrows done. Like my level of upkeep is on the floor <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and I think that's a, 
that's and I and literally like that's really why this space exists. You know, y'all know I traveled exactly. over the holidays. I packed makeup. I was like, all right, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna wear makeup. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Not one time. I didn't put no lashes on. Okay, I don't know why I thought I was gonna put bronzer on. I didn't do any of that. All I did was maybe two or three nights I had on a red lip and a little mm-hmm. bit of mascara. That was it. Look, but I ain't gonna hold you. I put I brought makeup and I put on makeup today because Dooney always got on fucking makeup when we do these. And I always it be a lip stepchild. It be a lip. That's it. It's a lip. It's a lipstick. I don't have like I think I have y'all. I always say that I do the the Glossier Future Do. That's it. Mm You be having See, lashes and you be having my, your eyebrows done. That's a, that's true. Sometimes I do be having lashes. I love, la- I do like lashes. Thank you. And I just <laughs> got lashes for the first time during our photo shoot. And I was, and I was, and that was literally last month. And I was nervous. She, she pulled out one thing. I was like, oh no. And then she was like, well, I'm a, you know, let's do a smaller one. And I was like, but will I look like me? Cause the girls be having the wings and I'll be like, sis, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo. Like, so Obi, I have a, I have a, one more question for you. When was the last time you were in Nigeria? 2019. How did you feel? Like, how do you feel as an adult now going back in terms of, you know, what the beauty scene is there? How you fit in? Like, what what's your relationship now? So everybody in Nigeria has a Kim K looking body. Okay. Like, oh, so but, the wind, they probably the, wait a minute, surgeries, surgeries, the surgeries. You are the in Lagos, you are the as in they're go, like, going to Turkey, like, yeah, yeah, like, it's a thing. Like, it's a, a girl thing. who, like, a girl who, and let me tell you, this this is a really messed up story, but I have to share it. Last year, I ran into one of my I ran into one of my coworkers and with mask and all, like I was by work. So that's the only way this person could tell like it was me. In New York. But I ran in New York. I ran into this person and it's like, oh, long time. No see. It's been work. Like, you know, like this person doesn't work there anymore. But I ran, sorry, this is the this is someone who doesn't work there anymore, but the first like old coworker. And it's like, oh, you look good. This was the summer. You look good. Like quarantine, like people are getting weight. You look together. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I started like, you know, I, like, how did you stay in shape? I'm like, I worked out every morning, like at least five to six times a day, like five, five to six times a week. Like if I wasn't working out at home, I was running. Like, and that was part of my self-care to keep me grounded. And he was like, that's intense. And then in jest, I say, I'm lying. I went to D- I went to Puerto Rico for a quick surgery. And he was like, <laughs> "That makes more sense." Wow. That that. Wow. That so that's just so you see the mentality. I was like, "Guy, <laughs> wow!" Like I was just like, "Wow!" Like that made more sense that I would fly to get my body done and my body doesn't even look like it's structured like you know it doesn't it's not like but it made more sense that I will fly to DR or Puerto Rico wherever it is to get my body done than I would get up to work out that's crazy that really messed me up for a while that I sat with that for a while and it really messed me up but it's like it's such the norm that is not even like that makes more sense 
yeah. than to hear also, that someone's working out. But that's also like when, like I've had people ask me like if my butt was real and you've never met me in person, but I, I can honestly tell you, it's, it's not that big of a butt. Like it's, it's not enough for anyone to think it's not real. And I'm like, black girls, we, we still got bodies. Like we, yeah. like we still naturally like, got a little something. Yeah. yeah. Like, like yeah. there are like, everything is not whatever y'all think it is. And I was insulted. But it just goes to show how I guess normalized it is now that nothing is real. Yeah. You know, like we've, we've made this trend where, you know, it, it's the norm for people to, to get surgery. Like, and, and we live in such an instant culture where it's like, yeah, to some people, it sounds crazy. Why would you spend four to six months working out, losing weight when you could just go lay on the table and get a, a little nip tuck? And look, I ain't even going to hold you. I can't even pretend like I'm against surgery because there will probably come a time when I popped out six babies like your mama and I need I need some new titties. <laughs> I have already said once I'm done breastfeeding, these things are getting lifted. Okay. <laughs> my breasts, I love my breasts. The thought of them being saggy and lifeless. Really can't. So that is the first I thing. <laughs> and it's like I I love having small ones, but I was like small and to my knees. Oh, it's not, sis. not a good look, sis. Not a good look. Beauty don't work. need that. Beauty don't need that. They gotta be pushed up I a little bit. I can't. All right. Oh so let God. me let me ask. Um, or Talia, do you have any more questions? Mm-mm, we got like two more minutes to get your question. Yeah. So beauty moment of the week. This is when. It's always hard. <laughs> within the past week, if there is something um, good, bad, or ugly. Is that what it is? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got it. Look. Ooh, we've, been child. <laughs> we've been gone for a while. Um, that you want to share. So do either of you want to open up? Oh, I can start. Oh, okay. So look, mine is mad easy though. You already know what I did. I got a haircut. Yeah. So my mm-hmm. hair used to be past my, what's this? My shoulder. <laughs> my hair was right here. I got a bob. So now it's super like cute. right above my shoulders. Um, it took a lot of back and forth. So for months I was like, am I going to get a little boosie fade or Am I just gone? <laughs> and so somebody finally, multiple people was like, you've never had your hair cut. Like I've only gotten trimmed. So they were like, start um, off slow. Don't, don't shock your system. Yeah. By getting, you know, a little boosty fade with a part. But I was like on TV, all I see is dark skinned girls with fades. And I was like, you know, my dark skinness has been invalidated. So at least I could try to compete with a fade. And, and you need to, you need to, every time you say that on every episode, I'm like, someone needs to tell Talia, like. It's been invalidated. It's been invalidated. <laughs> and, like, and you know the I'm crazy like, thing, I'm and you like, know the crazy so- thing, in my family, I still am. So y'all ain't ever going to convince me otherwise. <laughs> in my family, they, they don't say I'm dark skinned. They say, oh yeah, you're, you're kind of dark. Like, I'm like, I thought so, but apparently I'm not. In my every, family, I'm still kind of dark, y'all. So every, epi- 
every episode when that comes up when i hear it i'm like someone needs to talk to her someone needs to talk so girl y'all need to talk to my whole family i can't i can't my my whole family they like yeah yeah you are kind of dark i was like i thought i thought so That is too funny. I got a bob. It's super cute. It's in a bun right now because I'm in Mexico and the humidity is like, sis, your silk press, you play. You play. But it's in a bob. It's super cute. That's my beauty moment. Obi? My moment also involves hair. I got, I waxed my entire body last week. Like arms and legs included? Like everything. And I haven't, I mean, like you no 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 sorry i had it i went to get it waxed (laughs) let me let me rephrase that and the last time i had waxed like waxed like my lady parts my pits and stuff like that was right before a girl's trip with my sisters in november and so it had it had it had grown significantly Mm -hmm. and the lady who i went to like she would like i must have lost like three pounds afterwards because she would like rip and like <laughs> show it to me like next time don't take too long and I'm like I, I know I'm like I, I shower twice a day I know <laughs> what I was carrying here I don't need to see it I don't need the shame don't shame my life yeah I did and I feel all kinds of good because usually like I I do like a clean hairless cooch body. you can say cooch <laughs> If I say, the that's the thing, I can't because if I do, like, I'll show, I'll send this to my mom. And she's like, she's gonna be like, that. Just because that it's not girl. your podcast, just because it's not your podcast doesn't mean. I said it for you. Um, yeah. Okay, my beauty moment is I, um, I think I finally found like a nudish lipstick, which I'm wearing right now. And I love it. I asked you, you, have to, you do have to tell me what that is. But so I, I just remember the name. It's from Colored Rain. They're Safari Rain. Um, no, they're Safari. Yeah, the Safari Rain collection. And it is called Huntress. So mm. I have really never like tried like brownish type lipsticks. And I put this on the other day, like in the morning, because I've been like trying to like do a little bit more for like work. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I like this. So it's cute. It looks you. so good. Like Thank I'm you. gonna get it. So that's my beauty moment. So what's the brand again, Dooney? Safari Rain. Colored Rain. Colored the, Rain. The Safari Alert. Rain collection. Huntress. It's Wrote cute. It Oh, we're about to wrap up. Obi, this is our final question. Are you ready? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know what the question is, and now I have to think about it. Like, final no. question. It's so easy. It's so easy. Why does beauty need you? I easy. think, I think, I think, I think beauty needs me because I'm a testament that every little bit helps and goes a long way um so like i'm the i i do the least so if you can see me and associate me as beautiful or you can associate anything i do as a content creator the way my page is set up the way anything is set up and associate that with beauty then you can do it too so i love that 
I love okay. that. See, I told oh you, God. easy. You got it. That, meant, that actually made sense to me. And that's what I was like, <laughs> As it was coming out, you like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. wait a minute. I done put some sentences together. Is, I'm like, this is working out. <laughs> Obi, thank you so much. Thank you. you. This is so fun. This is, I really wanted to be on your <laughs> show and I did it. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. And we love be- having you. Beauty Needs Me fam, tune in for another episode. Bye. Toodles.